Warning, the following program contains an open, honest, frank, and sometimes explicit discussion of sex. Listener discretion is advised. Midwest Menage a Trois. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good day, good evening, good night, good morrow. What? Welcome to Midwest Menage a Trois. I'm JD here along with my lovely wife, Carmen. How you doing? Hey, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I just threw a bunch of shit out there. <laughs> yeah, it kind of did work out know, so we well. We need a good open to this show. I don't have one. i got to come up with something there, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we want to welcome you into this edition of Midwest Menage a Trois, the only show on the air talking about sex in an open, frank, honest manner from the viewpoint of good old-fashioned Midwesterners. That would be us. It is us. A little clo- clo- cold and cloudy and rainy here today in the Midwest. Kind of shitty weather. So. Yeah, we're in June and it's raining and only like in the mid-60s. And yeah. However, it's good hot tub weather for me. As you all know, raining hot tub days are my favorite. Yeah, that's what we're doing right after the show. We're going to go out and drink some beer and sit in a hot tub. So, yeehaw. Yay fun for me. <laughs> Yesterday we had a good day out on the boat. Yeah, we were out uh, on the lake a little bit and got some sun, probably a little more sun than I needed, <laughs> and uh, I think you got a little toasty as well. Yeah, I always forget sunblock when it's cloudy. Yeah, we had Corinne out with us. She had uh, had come out and brought her little girl with her, so that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Yeah, just chilling out on the water, having a couple beverages, went to a bachelorette party last uh, night. Yeah, I was very disappointed in that, by the way. Yeah. You girls just don't know how to do it, damn it. You need strippers. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it could have been a little awkward. It was for my niece, and she had her mother and her future mother-in-law there, so it was it was a little tame. Well, and probably I don't know what happened after all of us left. Let me just say this: I, you you say it could have been awkward. I know her mother, your sister. It would not have been awkward. Probably not. <laughs> she would have been leading the charge with her dollar bills. So. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know what happened after all of us left. Yeah, so, yeah you did leave kind of early. so I did. It was a long drive home. And, yep. of course, I don't want to be drinking and driving, so I was on soda. And well, you know, you're kind of old, so. Hey, kiss ten, my ass. 10 o'clock bedtime. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. But it was, it was good. Um, yeah, it was just a long drive home from, you know, about an hour away. So I didn't want to be drinking and driving in and out. Yeah, understandable. Very understandable. We're going to talk a little bit first about the uh, the struggles of life, I guess you would say. We are struggling at the moment, I would say. Two things working against us. One, you've been gone all week. This is the longest trip you've ever taken. <laughs> yes. It was an entire week. It was. For work, unfortunately. So, it was long. Uh, we have been apart. Um, I make it worse because I absolutely hate to talk on the telephone. It's bad. I it, do. It's silence. And this from the man who talks, you know, constantly on radio and in his job. And when we're sitting here at home, we're always talking. It's like he puts a phone in his hand. Oh, I don't know what it is. And he goes dumb. A switch goes off and I just... <laughs> I know. So I'm like, okay, well, um, call me later. Yep, exactly. <laughs> After I've run through my whole day and I get the... It was fine. For his day. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, nothing. Kind of boring. Yeah. So then I'm like, all right, well, I think it's time to move on here. (laughs) 
So needless to say, we're a little disconnected after this week. And then uh, to top things off, you have your monthly visitor. God. You know, I never thought I'd pray for menopause, but... (laughs) You may regret that statement when it hits. I know. I know. But it is what it is. It happens to every woman every month. And unfortunately, I'm not one of those women who likes to have sex during that time of month. Well, not only that, but... Uh, even to a, a greater extent, you just do not feel sexual or sexy in any way when that's going on. No, no. I mean, it's tough. It's tough for us to sit here and do this show today. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you're crampy. You you just feel the, for a lack of better word, and that's not even a word, but you just don't feel it. So right. and yeah, it is tough and. We've we have tried like at the tail end to to have sex like you know sure. that last day or two and what ends up happening is she freaking stays even longer she'll go on for like half the next week and I'm like seriously right so sometimes it's just better to wait wait the couple extra days and... wait the extra day and and say you know we'll go with it but now uh, boy I got to think back the weekend before. Before you left, we were crazy busy. It was crazy busy, and you had already kind of started a little bit, and so it's been like two weeks, yeah, since we've had uh, any fun time. I know, <laughs> any playful fun time. It sucks. I know it does. It's horrible. I know. I'm, but... the, you know, I'm, and to top it off, I'm one of the most sexed up people on the planet. I know. So then he keeps groping at me during this time, and I'm like, seriously. No. <laughs> and I feel like the world's worst wife. Excuse me. I feel like the world's worst wife when that happens because I'm like, oh man, I know he needs some. And I'm like, dude, just suck it up and get it over with. But then I'm like, I shouldn't have to feel like no. suck it up and get, <laughs> get it over with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is, you know, this is the struggle that we go through once a month. And sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's. You know, depends on when it hits. The beautiful thing is when it starts like on a Monday morning and it's gone by <laughs> Friday afternoon. Because right. usually throughout the week we are so busy that we, yeah, you know, we just don't end up having sex throughout the week. And then weekends it's like freaking bunnies. But, right. you know, unfortunately. Not, not this week or last week. <laughs> this one it hit at a weird time. <laughs> yeah, so we're on a little bit of a dry spell here, you know, and, and we're going to go and sit in, uh, you know, you guys know our, our hot tub time is our really connect and talk time, and it'll probably be a little bit of a struggle today, just because, sexually speaking, you're just not feeling it, and I, I understand that. Yeah, I can still I can still talk about things, right? and it's fine, um, and, you know, I still enjoy talking about it, it just doesn't get me in the mood for anything (laughs) and see that's what sucks for guys especially guys like me because we're always in the mood i know you know (laughs) there's there's very little the very few times throughout the entire week where i go "Eh, i'm just not in the mood no (laughs) it's always in the mood yeah and god played a cruel cruel joke (laughs) He should have given this shit to men. Mm-hmm. At least to go through it, at least. Maybe they have to go through it, like, quarterly. <laughs> <laughs> right? Your quarterly bill comes due. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you could know what it's like, but... 
So I guess while uh, we have not had sex in a couple of weeks, with you gone all week, I had sex. It was with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. And and Pornhub. But other than that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> did you find anything interesting? Uh, you know, it's a lot of the same old, same old on there. So it, it's it's just, it blows my mind, this age that we were in. You know, when we were kids, it was everything in the world for a guy to come across a Playboy magazine, an actual physical magazine. Nowadays, these kids, they have access to everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's no wonder they're way ahead of us, sexually speaking, than we were at that age, just because it's all available. It's all out there. Oh, yeah, and we've, we're we pretty um, sexually open, as you guys know, but our kids probably know terms that we've never heard <laughs> I'm about. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> you know, I was reading an article the other day, and I'm not sure. I want to get your thoughts on this. There was a, a woman who was talking about being proactive and, and open-minded, and she has three daughters between you know preteen and early teenagers. They were all in the car driving home from school, and the daughters were talking about some of the boys were cracking, made some jokes about 69. And so she flat out asked them, she said, do you guys even know what that means? And none of them did. And then she proceeded to explain what a 69 was to these three, what, 12 to to 14-year-old girls. I don't, we've never, we were, I mean, we're a fairly open couple, but we never actually sat our kids down and said, here's how it works. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't imagine doing that. I know there are uh, parents out there that do that and that's fine, but I don't know. It just, uh, I didn't, I didn't connect with it because I could never imagine us doing something like that. I could, um, you know, and I did have kind of the birds and bees talk with the kids, but I didn't go into graphic detail right, but or to, anything to, like that. Yeah, to explicitly explicitly explain 69 to your kids at 12 years old. No. You know, <laughs> but I guess if they were questioning it, if they were like, they're making these comments, we don't know what it is, why are people getting upset about it? Right. I would explain it to them. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, you know, I would rather that they learn it from me than going out on the internet and getting some vision. <laughs> and and she did, what she did, though, she did a very cool thing, I thought, was she explained to him. She said, all right, we're going to talk about this. I'm going to explain it. And when we're done, everybody's going to shout out their favorite kind of ice cream. And then we're never going to talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's kind of one way to get through the embarrassing part of it, yeah. I guess. So that was that was interesting, but yeah, I don't know. It's you know, I know there's there's parents out there that are very open and very forthcoming on their sexuality and I don't know I, there's no right answer. Is No. No, but I I do agree with her that I would have rather if they had questions, I would have rather that they came to me and asked those questions rather than getting some false ideas in their heads by watching something on the internet. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, as long as you can, you can explain it in a way that promotes safety and love above anything else, which gets lost. Consensualness. <laughs> absolutely. Especially in this day and age now. Um, there, you know, that's all you can hope for, I guess. Right. You do have to be careful, though, 
um, as a parent if they do have those types of questions. And I know this because I know somebody who actually um, had charges pressed against him. A stepchild asked a question and he showed her an image in a magazine of said well, that's a little different than just talking to somebody. Exactly. Yeah. And so charges were pressed. So you have to be careful. Absolutely. Uh, but just having a conversation about it, I feel, is okay. And like I said, they're, they're leaps and bounds ahead of us anyway, so oh they probably could have the conversation <laughs> with us at this point. Right. It's right. A, it's a different day and age that we live in where there is just porn readily available I guess maybe that's the the talk you need to have is that porn isn't real. Right. <laughs> you get that in your head. Yeah. Yeah. You get some weirdness going on in there. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's not how normal people make love. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. So. I don't know very many people that, you know, grab someone and just throw them on the bed. I mean, if you tried to throw me on the bed, I'd go, oh, my back. Well, in the Legit. positions. Let's let's face yeah. it. The positions they're in are strictly because of camera angles. They're not there because they feel good. Right. It's because they get the best camera angle that way. And sometimes I look at them and I go, is that even comfortable? Right. And pro- the answer is probably no. Are you, not at all. Yeah. Are you really enjoying that? I really don't think so. No. It's a camera angle thing. Or right. lighting. Or, you know, there's, there's a billion things they're dealing with that... People normally in their bedroom don't ever have to think about. Thank no. God. No, and we were watching. Um, we were watching a documentary about threesomes, and it was. It wasn't about threesomes. It was actually about um, polyamorous couples. Oh, the thruples. The thruples. Yes. Yeah, and they said if you're going to have a threesome, you have to allow for a lot of humor, because there are strange noises. There are. Um, you know, body parts, like you're kind of going, okay, where does this quite fit in? And you have to allow for that. You have to have a sense of humor about it. And when they're showing it in porn, it's definitely not humorous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we could talk a little bit about porn. We, we don't get into it too much. We do throw it on the TV when we're we're making love sometimes, but yeah, because we need to have some background noise and. But we really don't get into the depths of the internet. I mean, we stick to the safe ones. We go to YouPorn or Pornhub, ones that we know, you know, very popular, well. I don't want to say secure sites because I don't think they really are, but they're probably more secure than some of the other ones out there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, those are are ones that we frequent, and you can find just about anything on there. So if you're really digging deeper than that. Be safe. Make sure you got good antivirus software. <laughs> right. Yeah, we have a, um, a large collection. Actually, I can't really say we. Um, the magazines came from you, oh, yeah. and oh my gosh, some of them are probably collectors. They probably now. <laughs> are. Well, yeah, because they don't make them anymore. Right. They don't need to. So they're just sitting there. I don't think they've been touched in 13 years. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they haven't. Yeah, they've been sitting in the ba- bottom of the drawer. And should frame them and put them up in the bar. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. No. Why not? You just said they're collector's items. Yeah. However, um, we do have family members that come and visit us. Ah, so. Let them deal with it. They, they know we have sex. Deal with it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think we're going to be framing them. But what do you do with them? That's that's always kind of been there. And you guys are probably listening and sanitation workers out there. But you guys have got to have some crazy stories of shit you found in people's <laughs> in the garbage. garbage. Show, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, our, the people that collect our garbage, they're like, damn, how many toys do these people yeah, have? We, we throw out a lot of dildo boxes. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> some are discreet. Some are not so much. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Try to bury them. Don't care. Let them see. <laughs> yeah, they're probably like freaks. Exactly. It's show research, right? I like that. Can we tax write? We off. can write them off then. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Write off our sex toys. Hey, we're gonna step aside and take a break. We are gonna be right back. You are listening to Midwest Menage a Trois, the only show on the internet talking about sex in an open, frank, and honest manner from the viewpoint of Midwesterners. We'll be right back. Hey gang, JD here from Midwest Menage a Trois, the only show on the air bringing you a frank, honest, and explicit discussion of sex from a small-town, middle America point of view. We're thrilled that you've joined our little threesome on this journey, and we want to know what's on your mind. What do you want to hear about? What turns you on? What turns you off? Email us at MidwestThreesome at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page, Midwest Menage a Trois. Again, that email is Midwest Threesome, and that's Midwest, the number three, some at gmail.com, or check us out on Facebook at Midwest Menage a Trois. Can't wait to hear from you. Keep listening, tell your friends, and make sure you post an iTunes review. Welcome back to Midwest Menage a Trois. We hope you're enjoying the show so far. I'm JD, here along with my lovely wife, Carmen, who is uh, <laughs> sucking on her phallic uh, symbol over there. Hey, shut up. <laughs> It's a vapor thing, and it looks, it's about the size of a an average penis. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be jealous. <laughs> yep, just suck on it. That's right. Keep sucking. Oh, yeah, yeah, the funny thing is, is when you suck on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. Mine doesn't look like a penis. No, but when you smoke mine. <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> at least it's... Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no. To quote Seinfeld. At least it's pretty color. <laughs> yes, it's a rainbow penis. It's rainbow penis. <laughs> Everybody needs a rainbow penis. However, if you have a rainbow penis, you might want to go visit a doctor. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I would like to see a rainbow dildo. Oh, I'm sure they're out there. Oh, I've never seen one. They've got to be out there, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so um, we're talking about vapor penises. And <laughs> 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 what other show are you going to hear that shit on, huh? Come on. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody's come out with a drip tip that looks like a penis head. Oh, I'm sure they're out there. You just got to do a little research. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of things that are out there and fun, I want to talk to you a little bit about games. Okay. When we first got married, we would uh, we would play some games once in a while. This was when, uh, oh, internet was kind of in its infancy. I can remember going online and playing like a, they had like online truth or dare questions or shit like that. Um, and we bought, you know, the sex dice and the card games and all that stuff. And we just, I don't know, from a husband and wife point of view, we haven't found any that really kind of did anything for us. No. And maybe it's, maybe it's just because we are so open with each other and we're so honest with each other that they're, they don't really open anything up for us. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we don't need that catalyst, I guess. Those could be, um, those could be great for a, a newer couple that doesn't know everything about right. everybody. 
know. I mean, I can't remember if it was a, a birthday or Christmas or something. I bought a book for you that was, you know, 20 or 40 questions to ask your spouse. It's been sitting in our dresser ever since. We never even looked. I mean, we glanced through it, but these were all questions that we already knew the answers to. <laughs> yeah, so it quite didn't, no. didn't work out very well for us. But now there's this new generation out there of party games that I think are opening people up a little more and really, you know, not necessarily, well, yeah, the one we've played has been pretty sexual. But, <laughs> it depends uh, on the people that you play it with. Yeah, but you know, um, oh, what's the name of it? Something Mines. Mines, uh, Dirty Mines, not Dirty Mines. Not Dirty Mines. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I do. No, that one's called That's What She Said. Oh, That's What She Said. I'm that thinking of the original one, though, that came out that was huge, that everybody bought. Oh, um... Oh. Yeah, I know. It's going to drive Shit, me nuts now. our kids play it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll think about it. I'll blurt it out and you guys will think <laughs> I, I have Tourette's or something. So there's all these kind of party games out there now that are, are fun. We keep one behind our bar because you never know who's going to be here and we might have some fun with it. But uh, they're, they're not your parents' party games. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's playing cribbage. No. <laughs> they ask all kinds of interesting questions and really get your minds thinking, and the dirty minds tend to come out on top, it seems like, in these games. Yeah. They're, or they're or the more disturbed. You find out who's secret, secretly really disturbed. Is that it? Disturbed friends no. or something? Cards Against Humanity. There you go. Ah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was something like that. So, yeah, you really find out, uh, and they're fun to play with a group of people. We've we've sat down with, oh, I don't know, half a dozen or so people and played this game. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time that night. That, we didn't play Cards Against no, Humanity. No, 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 no. That was, that was, it's called That's What She Said. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. And then we played another one that night that was really funny, too. I don't remember that one. Yeah, we played two of them that night. And one of them, um, what was the most odd thing that you bought on the internet and that brought up oh yeah your nipple clamps my nipple clamps <laughs> yeah that, that was probably oddly enough later that night you put those nipple clamps on another woman i did i did <laughs> she was large breasted and didn't have much feeling in her nipples so i offered I, to help <laughs> i taught her something new it was nothing sexual but it was something that it i wasn't, had wasn't my mind <laughs> What the fuck you're talking about? <laughs> Took her into another room. There was another girl in there and showed her how to use them. And so hopefully she went out and bought herself a set. But with these party games, I think that's, uh, I, I like the the atmosphere and the, the, the vibe that it's putting out there. I, you know, I can remember my parents having these huge dinner parties um, and they'd all get snockered and have a good time. And, you know, all your friends would come over. People don't do that as much anymore. I don't think because we're in such a technological base, you know, people get together on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know that they get together in person as much anymore. I don't know. I know our daughter does. Yeah. Yeah. They do that a lot does. and they do a lot of um, game nights and stuff like that. So I think it depends on on your interests. Yeah, I think, though, I think generationally it's it's getting less and less as we go on. We don't do it as near as often as our parents did. Uh, and that's because it's, you know, what it really is, is it's a form of entertainment. And now look at all the forms of entertainment that are available to oh us. Oh, my gosh, yes. It's un unlimited. I mean, you're listening to a, a radio show on the Internet, for crying out loud, that this wouldn't have existed 20 years ago. Right, yeah. You would not have had this option. So, 
Yeah, I think uh, as as technology gets better and as entertainment gets more and more, these things, the the party's atmosphere gets less and less. Yeah. You know, I, and maybe I'm I'm naive here, but I don't remember our kids when they were in high school going to many parties. Well, and let's face it, when we were in high school, that's all you did every weekend. You went to a party. Yeah. Our kids were a little bit different, though. Yeah, well, they were a lot different than me, thank God. <laughs> yeah, we might had... Not, might not be here today if they were the same as me. <laughs> we had one that was... Um, she's a little... Um, she's a bookworm. Little, She always calls herself a nerd. Um, but, yeah, she had her small group of friends that she hung out with. And then our son, he was the jock. But the jock in the school district... The jocks in the school district that he went to, they weren't the the partier jock type the stereotypical partier jocks right. they knew that if they got caught with substances or being at a party they weren't playing yeah yeah it was over the career was over probably uh they were off the team if they were if they were caught with that stuff so absolutely and and kudos to the school district for actually following up on that but our kids aside too i don't even remember hearing about you know parents talk other parents talk and I don't remember hearing about any big blowout parties. Um, Not like when we were kids. When we were kids, you know, houses were getting ruined. Yeah, I <laughs> remember hearing crazy. of a couple. I do remember hearing of a couple parties that were going on like that, um, just hearing it from the kids. And they were, and it could just be, you know, blowing smoke up mom's skirt, but they right. seemed very appalled by it. Yeah. Which, yeah, <laughs> different knows? different day and age, you know, back when we went to school. And, yeah, I was the nerd that was always the designated driver. I didn't drink in high school. God, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> you you were the nerd who was the designated driver. I was the opposite. <laughs> yeah. I can remember my mother asking me, why is your car parked across the driveway? And the only reasonable answer I could come up with is because I was responsible and I didn't want to drive home. So my 14-year-old neighbor drove my car home. <laughs> and that's how he parked it. <laughs> and did you get in trouble for drinking? Uh, n yeah, I did. All the time. <laughs> so, so, obviously it did a lot of good, huh? But... Sitting here drinking a slumber shandy, so... A uh, slumber shandy? <laughs> yeah, that ten times fast. Right. Here in the Midwest, though... Um, in certain areas, it was legal for your parents to, in a restaurant, to buy you a drink, and you could drink it in the bar or restaurant with them right. um, while you were underage, as long as the parents served it to you. The, the waitress couldn't hand it to you, but the parent could. So I would have a couple beverages, but it was always with my parents. So I think that's the difference. And we kind of had that same role with our kids that, hey, you want to have a beer? Have a beer with mom. Right. So it kind of kept us. I'm like, okay, why would I go out and drink and get in trouble when I can have one with my parents? It was not having a beverage wasn't a big deal. It wasn't that taboo like it was for you. Maybe that's where your whole fascination <laughs> with the taboo comes yeah, it in. It could be. I, I like the things that are not okay. Yeah. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's where it comes in. Where for me it was never a big deal. Right. Yep. But see? see, I didn't. I never wanted to go out and have a drink with my parents at dinner. I wanted to drink a case of beer and <laughs> light something on fire. <laughs> and, and get laid. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, a little different there. <laughs> yeah, my husband was a pyro. Oh, Jesus. And among other things, yes, that's one of them. <laughs> one of the labels I'll take. Hey, we're going to step aside. We've got some sex in the news coming up. We've got some good stories to hear this uh, this week, so stick around. You're listening to Midwest Menage a Trois. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bob Fur, And I'm June Fur. We'd like to invite you down to our new restaurant where we only use the choicest of meats and best ingredients. You'll never find a better sandwich, so come on down to Fur Burgers. The key to our patent Fur Burger is our special resting process. Once the burger is cooked, we rest it at 150 degrees in 90% humidity. That's right. It's always warm and moist inside Fur Burgers. And don't forget about our grade A X-Plump buns. Come on down to Fur Burgers today and have a taste. Located right between the two legs of the Red River on Beaver Avenue. And don't forget about our satellite location inside of the Bakersville YMCA. Come on down and eat at the Y. Fur Burgers, come bury your face in one today. Welcome back to Midwest Menage a Trois. I didn't uh, compliment you tonight on your looks, baby. Really? Yeah. The very, very loose tank top with no bra is really nice. <laughs> I get a lot of side boob. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. See, at least I give you a little bit something while, while <laughs> you can't have something. <laughs> yeah. I get, I get a little side boob action. It's cool. It's cool. I'll take it. It's tormenting. <laughs> hey, we're going to do some sex in the news right now. I will start off. Uh, I've got a story here, and, and we missed it, I think. is June 9th is National Sex Day. <gasps> we didn't miss it. Yeah. You know why? Why? What month is June? Ah, uh, 69. <laughs> 69. Oh, my goodness. Uh, these people that come up with this shit, you know, there's talk like a pirate day. I, I need to find out when this one is. National Sit-On-My-Face Day. Oh. <laughs> I'm down for that. Let's go. Uh, and then National Sex Day. So the details behind the history of National Sex Day are a little sketchy. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and nobody could find any. <laughs> Some genius just stumbled upon, up, upon 69 and said, Hey, National Sex Day. It's June 9th. So... <laughs> There you go. If you missed it, uh, make up for it this weekend. How's that? Sounds good. All right. You've got a story, too. You kind of stumbled across there. What'd you find out? Yeah. Okay. So this one was pretty cool, and it kind of fits in with our show. Um, And it's people who are sexually active over the age of 50 are more likely to have a better memory. Awesome. Yeah. So it doesn't say that you have to have... um, a, a whole crap ton of sex, but those who are more sexually active and um, Mark Allen is a lecturer in the school of psychology at the university of Wollongong in <laughs> Australia. <laughs> and I probably, I'm sorry. I probably pronounced the name of that city wrong, nah. um, but he carried out research on over 6,000 individuals over the age of 50 and found that those who were more sexually active did better on memory and cognitive tests. All right. Well, there you go. I've got my excuse now. Come on. I got to work on my memory. Let's go (laughs) knock one out. (laughs) Getting a little forgetful. I got to get some. Right. (laughs) Bring back my memory of my youth. We're going to knock off Alzheimer's. Come on. Save on those future medical bills. That's right. <laughs> hey, uh, another story for you here. This one comes out of uh, London in, well, Surrey. Is Surrey London? It's a village in London, England. isn't it? 
Yeah, it's very England. Everything. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, a couple over there has been running a nudist sex dungeon. Now, okay, good for you. Mm-hmm. The problem is they were running it out of their home in an upscale neighborhood with no business license. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> uh, town out there, they were ordered to pay forty-five thousand pounds, which I think is like sixty thousand dollars. Uh, as a result of continuing to operate the sleazy dungeon despite orders to close it down. So what happened was is they were operating this club out of their house, which we know there's swingers, clubs, and I put it in air quotes because they're not really clubs. They operate out of homes and stuff. And that's okay, and that's all well and good. But here's what happened was they were operating this thing. Somebody got wind of it and said, all right, shut it down, and they didn't. Right, because they didn't have a license to do so. Had they shut it down, they would have been fine. But nope, they kept going. <laughs> like a couple. By the way, there's pictures of these two here, in case you want to see them. Oh, okay. They look, they like, look like typical... Sex dungeon operators? No. no. <laughs> they look like a lawyer and a uh, housewife. <laughs> the nudist colony was run for more than 10 years and featured a swimming pool, a sauna, a sex dungeon, and a rule prohibiting anyone from wearing clothes other than flip-flops. Um, they were both ordered, each were ordered to pay back 22.5 or 22,500 pounds each. Well, that's where the 45,000 pounds comes in. Uh, they're 65 years old and 54 years old, respectively. And it just lists them here as business partners. It doesn't say they're romantically involved or anything. Hmm. Um, the council maintained that due to the green belt location of the club, it was in a residential neighborhood, and the lack of a license to be used in adult as an adult members club, all structures should be torn down and trading should stop. However, <laughs> uh, they took this all the way to the Court of Appeals in London, which I assume is a federal court uh, similar to our Supreme Court here, I would guess. Right. Uh, but in 2016, he was told he had to dismantle the outbuildings and hard standings and stop their business venture. However, they continued to run the club despite <laughs> being given a year to cease operations and were ordered to pay back the money they had made in this time. That's where the 45,000 pounds comes from. Yeah, so people, if you're going to open a sex club, do it legally. Yeah, get a license. Get a Why license. Fun, yeah. fun for everyone that way. Right. The uh, the the kicker on this is is the people who attended the club really dodged a bullet here. Well, it, they were attending an illegal club for over a year. Those names could have been published. They, oh, yeah. They could have been brought up on charges themselves. Uh, so, yeah, the, the fact that nothing happened to them, they dodged a bullet there because... Ooh, scary. <laughs> right, right. And I don't know a whole lot about English law, but, you know, do they still have some of those old-fashioned laws on the books about lewd behavior? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I don't know. You know, and in, in it's nudity over in England is much more acceptable than it is here. Um, however, open sex, I don't believe is. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, so a sex club over there is probably a little... Well, it's probably got about the same regulations as we do over here, I'm sure. Right. There's uh, there's many hoops to jump through. Uh, I know here in the Midwest, if you want to serve alcohol, there's a billion more hoops to jump through uh, if you're operating a, an adult-oriented business. So I'm sure they have the same types of laws over there. Right, right. So. Big differences. We do have a lot of clubs around here that are... Um, even strip clubs that are... BYOB. 
Well, yeah, that way they don't have to. They don't have the liquor license. They don't have to jump through all those hoops. They don't have the insurance costs. Yep, if uh, you can bring your own alcohol in and just go to the club, so uh, it's a huge loss of revenue for them. Absolutely, <laughs> but, but you know, when you weigh the two out, yeah, maybe that comes out ahead. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but so yeah, we do have quite a few of those here. So. Well, that's going to kind of wrap up this edition of Midwest Menage a Trois. We hope you enjoyed the show. We are going to step aside for another week, and we will be back next week. We hope to have uh, maybe Corinne in the show again. Hope so. Yeah, I hope she'll be back, and uh, we'll talk some more sex and some more fun. <laughs> if there's something you want to hear about, hit us up on the intranet, midwest3sum at gmail.com, midwest, the number three, sum at gmail.com, or just check out our Facebook page. It's just called Midwest Menage a Trois. I wonder how many people have tried to look that up and go, how the hell do you spell menage a trois? <laughs> it is French. It's M-E-N-A-G-E. I got to think about it. A-T-R-O-I-S. Yeah. yeah. That's menage a trois. But if you start typing it, it comes up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, send us an email. Send us a, a note on Facebook. And tell your friends. We will be back next week with another show. You're listening to Midwest Menage a Trois, the only show on the internet talking about sex in an open, frank, and honest manner from the viewpoint of good old-fashioned Midwesterners. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.